This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We've got our take cannons loaded and ready. ready. Absolutely dominant on deep routes. Absolutely dominant on short the routes. boys are back, baby. Excellent separation against man coverage. This is Reception Reception the show. If you follow football, this man needs absolutely no introduction. But you know what? I'm going to give him one anyways. All right, I love that. He's a seven-year vet of the NFL, Ivy League-educated offensive lineman out of Princeton, and one of the busiest dudes in the sports audio space. He's got about 17 different shows, but he's taking time out of his busy day to join us here on the Reception Perception, the show. He's Odyssey's NFL insider, Ross Tucker. Ross, welcome to the program, man. Absolutely, yeah. Thank you guys for having me. Good to see both of you. That was quite the introduction. I love it. And uh, I'm ready to go, though. I'm always a little bit nervous. Like, so they mainly talk about wide receivers. Like, what, what do they want me to come on and talk about? <laughs> I, You know, I, I can talk about receivers. I wouldn't All say it's long, my yeah. area of expertise, but um, that's usually why I have Matt or you guys come on my fantasy show, you know, to talk about receivers. So I like it. I like the role reversal. <laughs> hey, Ross, buddy, that's why we need you, man. You know, we spend so much time on, on this podcast talking about receivers, you know, different guys that, oh, man, you know, how high of a success rate does, you know, Jalen Waddle have on the damn corner route or something like that. We need you to fill in all the other gaps, man, because uh, you know what I'm not doing? I'm not sitting there talking about, you know, the trench play or anything like that. Right. So uh, you're here to, to get our audience smarter about the things they don't hear about all the time. Well, I appreciate that. And this is also a very good reminder for me to ask you, Matt, to come on the Fantasy Feast podcast soon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, anytime, man. No doubt. <laughs> hey, listen, we, we we got done talking about A.J. Brown, so uh, we might as well just start there. Hey, listen, you also work for the Eagles, Ross. Um, listen, a lot of teams that lose the Super Bowl suffer a huge Super Bowl hangover the following year. I'll ask you just point blank. Are you worried that this could potentially happen to this year's Philadelphia team? And if not... What in your mind makes this particular Eagles team maybe immune to something like that? Well, so there's definitely concerns, right? And I do the Eagles preseason games on, on television, and I do their pregame on the radio when I'm available. And some of the Eagles fans don't want to hear this, but they're taking a step back from a personnel standpoint. I mean, you just can't argue otherwise. They lost nine starters. Right. There's only, guys, only 22 guys start. And, yeah. and they lost nine starters, okay? And they lost both coordinators. So there are absolutely reasons to be concerned if you're an Eagles fan. And there's no doubt in my mind, at least from a pure roster standpoint, they're taking a step back. But that's not that big of a deal. They had the best roster in the NFL last year by a decent margin. They had the best roster in team history. I mean, last year was the best team they've ever had. They didn't get done in the Super Bowl. 
There's a lot of different reasons for that. Um, but, you know, it's a one-game scenario. They lost 38-35. It is what it is. But that was the best team I believe the Eagles have ever fielded last year. And I think a lot of other teams thought so as well because they signed both of their linebackers, both of their safeties. They got their best D tackle, which I thought was really an interesting signing by the Niners because mm-hmm. huge need position for the 49ers. They get a big-time player in Javon Hargrave, and they take it from their number one competitor probably in the NFC, right? It's kind of like right. uh, what a move. Uh, they double dip there. And then even on offense, they lose their running back, Miles Sanders. They lose their right guard, Isaac Sayamalo, who I believe are much better players than and they get credit for, certainly Sayamalo. So there's definitely some concerns there, right? And we don't really know about the coordinators. You know, they bring in Desai. Uh, they, they promote Brian Johnson. What this organization has done a really good job of is kind of having guys waiting in the wings, right? I mean, at right guard with Sayamalo out, we don't know who it's going to be, but they've got two second-round picks, Cam Jurgens, Tyler Steen, right there. I mean, I know Tyler seems like the first pick of the third round, but right there, ready to compete. Um, you know, I think there's a really good chance that they're actually better at running back this year. I mean, if Rashad Penny and DeAndre Swift can stay healthy with that Eagles offensive line, Those guys could both put up some serious numbers. I think that's another thing I like about what the Eagles did, right, is they got two guys that have some injury issues. Okay, get two, right? You get a much better (laughs) chance. If you only have one of those guys, who knows? And on defense, you lose Hargrave, but then you draft Jalen Carter, right? You you lose the two linebackers, but you kind of had N'Kobe Dean ready to step up in that position. Safety's a concern, but now they brought in Terrell Edmonds from Pittsburgh. They drafted Sidney Brown, uh, started the third round out of Illinois. So they've got some guys to replace them. <clears throat> I think you could argue they might have more physical ability in terms of some of those guys that are replacing them, but they don't have the same level of experience. Um, I will say this, in terms of A.J. Brown, and I know this is what you guys do and talk about, he was a decent amount better than I thought he would be. Mm. He really was. And, and and I, like everybody else that watches the Eagles, you know, when they traded for him, I was like, that's a great signing. In my mind, I thought, okay, he's so good run after the catch. I thought he was primarily an RPO guy, primarily an in-breaking route, running slants and digs, get him the ball with a full head of steam, break some tackles. Tell you what, watch him this past year. Much better route runner than I realized. And a much, much better deep ball, contested catch, tracking the ball over his shoulders receiver than I knew about. And look, we're all guilty of this, right? I mean, I don't watch every second of every Titans games. And it feel like when I watch the Titans games, Why would you? it was an in-breaking route off an RPO or whatever, and he yeah. broke a couple tackles and he took it to the house. And I thought, okay, that'd be, that, that's perfect for the, what the Eagles need. I didn't see him tracking like he was. I didn't see him running some of the routes he did. He's the best receiver they've had since T.O. back in 2004. He's a phenomenal player. 
Hey Ross, sounds like we uh we need to hook you up with the reception perception account for uh for next for the next time. Uh, you know, because it's like obviously that's what I do. I'm the sicko that has to sit down and watch every route that AJ Brown <laughs> runs in a, in a Titans game right. and everything like that. So we'll we'll get you hooked up with that on the side. I do want to ask you about some of those guys stepping up uh, for the Eagles because I think you're you're right that this team. It has a lot of guys waiting in the wings. I think that's sort of one of the biggest tent poles of what the Eagles do. Like, as long as we have a good head coach, a good GM, a good quarterback, and, like, we're good along the lines, we're, we can kind of churn and burn, like, running back and safety and some of these, like, more, you know, quote, non-premium positions. But who's kind of one or two of those particular players that, you know, whether it's on the defensive line or, or maybe it's N'Kobe Dean, one of these guys that has to step up into a bigger role that you kind of at least, like, squinting at like you're not so sure they're going to reach their potential or is it just too big of an unknown right now well that's the thing and there's a lot of excitement from Eagles fans about these these seven new starters and they're not worried about the seven guys that the Eagles lost but you know what I do do is offensive line Sam Alo is good I mean I'm surprised he didn't get more money I thought that was a great signing by the Pittsburgh Steelers to bring in Sayamalo and have him play next to a young left tackle, whether it's Moore or the first-round pick, Broderick Jones. But there's a pretty good unknown there. I mean, the starting right guard for the Philadelphia Eagles, okay, is either going to be Cam Jurgens, who's only ever played center, or Tyler Steen, who played left tackle the last four years. And your first NFL starts – are going to be at a different at right guard. Now, what I like about what the Eagles do, guys, they always kind of have a floor, like an acceptable floor, right? So even if both those guys stink, which isn't going to happen, but let's just say they did, Jack Driscoll has started some games at guard and is a competent start, right? Like he's not good, but he's kind of like I was. They can put him in the game and he won't be the reason why they lo- they lose. <laughs> okay. Or at least hopefully not, right? <laughs> and at running back, you know, Gainwell played more in the NFC Championship game, the Super Bowl game, than Miles Sanders did. Gainwell yeah. outplayed Sanders in the playoffs last year. So I feel like Boston Scott, who's been fine, and Gainwell, who was a little bit better than fine toward the end of last year, that's the floor for the Eagles. And then they have these two upside lottery tickets right. in Penny and Swift. Same with guard. Defensively, look, I think Jalen Carter uh, is an unbelievable football player. He's not going to be as good as Hargrave was last year. It's just not going to happen. Like, you know, if he does, he'll have like the best rookie season for a D tackle ever, right? Right. The Eagles, you know, Jordan Davis got hurt last year. It'll be his turn to step up. I think Milton Williams can make some plays. So they have some young guys. But what I keep telling people is, out of all of these unknowns, if we're being realistic, probably 50% of them will turn out really good. But 50% of them won't. And I actually think the Eagles know that. Which is why, at each of these spots, they have like three options, right? It's not just like, this is the guy. Um. I think N'Kobe Dean will be fine. Um, I think the other linebacker spot is interesting with Nicholas Morrow. Um, I think Christian Ellis. I wouldn't be surprised if they add there. And then at safety, they always have three, right? So 
It's Edmund. It's Blankenship, who started some games last year when Gardner Johnson was hurt, and Sidney Brown. So they always have one extra in case of an injury or in case one of the guys just doesn't pan out. Because out of all these young guys waiting in the wings we're naming, they're not all going to be good. They're just not. Right. There's definitely going to be yeah. some 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 guys that flop. But I, I think to your point, Philadelphia has done such a good job of adding depth everywhere. I think when I look at that offensive line, though, and maybe you could you know, um, divest me of this idea, Ross, but I- I'm a little worried about the fragility of it. You know, there's some age issues, Lane Johnson, Kelsey there. Um, I think these, these guys are stalwarts anchors at that, at their respective positions, but man, I tell you what we saw with, we saw with the, the LA Rams too. Sometimes those strengths can become a real weakness, especially when you lose a player uh, due to injury or age. You know what I mean? Yes. And I think that's another thing that could prevent the Eagles from having the season they want to have. They're old at a lot of spots. Mm-hmm. I mean, both their corners are 30 or older. I think Kelsey's 35. Brandon Graham, who had double-digit sacks last year, is 35. Lane Johnson, who you referenced, he's got to be at least 33. So they do have age for sure. Um, I think they probably feel pretty good if Kelsey went down. I can tell you this much, doing their preseason games on TV, if okay. Kelsey went down, Cam Jurgens would play very well at center. Mm. Very well. He was unbelievable in the preseason last year. I mean, he was like the star of the preseason. So he'd be fine at center. At tackle, if Lane went down, again, he missed four games last year, I think. At least two. Yeah. Jack Driscoll stepped in for him and played pretty well. Uh, but their offensive line is unbelievable. I mean, guys – all five guys last year were Pro Bowl or Pro Bowl alternates. Yeah, it's crazy. The center's yeah, a Hall of Famer. <laughs> the right tackle's a Hall of Famer. Yep. I mean, the center's the best center in the league still. The right tackle's the best right tackle in the league still. Which, by the way, for them to be still doing that in their 30s is bananas to me. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Look, I don't know. How old are you guys? <laughs> 30, 32, I'll be 32 next month. Okay. You know what? I just, I just, I'm celebrating a birthday today, and I am 43 years old. Happy birthday, man! <laughs> Thanks, pal. That is awesome. <laughs> All right, so, so think about this, okay? Yeah. Think about how you feel after a workout or after a big night out at 42 and 32. Oh God! Compared to when you were 22. <laughs> Oh God! Or twenty six. <laughs> it's a Ross, big well, difference. When you get when you get older, it hurts to sleep sometimes. Like you literally wake up and you're like, "Wow, okay, I'm hurting for some reason. I don't know why." Yeah, these guys nothing. that play into their thirties, like mid thirties, <laughs> and uh, have have a hundred plus starts and play at this high of a level, I don't understand it. But like those are like my idols, right? Not like you know Jamar Chaser. Some great receiver, like the guys that battle in the trenches yeah. for ten plus years, start a hundred plus game, and are still playing at a high level. It's unreal. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, yo, I'm Ross. I'm, I'm about to be 32 and I just moved into a new house. So I'm like constantly putting together furniture and moving boxes and all this. I'm, ga- I'm gassed from that. 
So, like, what Travis Kelsey and Lane Johnson are doing is incredible. Jeff Stoutland, offensive line coach for the Eagles, deserves a lot of credit for putting together this unit as well. Um, my thing, too, and, and, and you mentioned this, that they're, the Eagles are going to take a step back. I think that that obviously is pretty likely, even if they're still a really good team. I think a big X factor in all of this is this is a tough division in the NFC East. Like it, it went from kind of being a, a joke there for a little bit to I think the Cowboys are set up to be better this year than they were last year. Their roster looks great. Um, the Giants really exceeded expectations last year. Listeners to this podcast know I will always talk myself into the commanders in some weird, dumb way because I love that receiver trio. Uh, so yeah. I think there's a way that they can exceed expectations a little bit. Who do you think is the biggest sort of challenger to the Eagles in this division right now? Well, I definitely agree that I feel like the Cowboys and the Giants have taken a step forward, especially the Cowboys. I, I thought the moves they made to get Brandon Cooks and Stephon Gilmore were, were really savvy. I mean, yeah. they got their, their, their old teams to take on a bunch of their salary. I think, you know, maybe Matt, you'll tell me I'm wrong about Cooks, but I feel like both those guys can still play at a pretty high level. Yeah. And those were two positions they absolutely had to upgrade. They had to upgrade the receiver uh, core, you know, other than C.D. Lamb. And I even think Michael Gallup will be better this year than he was last year coming exactly. off the injury. Agreed. And they had to have a better corner opposite Trayvon Diggs. So I think the Cowboys are taking a step forward there. Where I think the Cowboys have taken a step back, it's probably play caller. I mean, mm, the fact that yeah. the Cowboys fans were doing everything they could to run Kellen Moore out of town after the season last year is like laughable to me. Yeah. I mean, I think over the last four years, the only team that had more yards and points than the Cowboys was the Chiefs. And by the way, Dak <laughs> missed a bunch of games. I mean, a lot of those games yeah. were like Cooper Rush, Danucci, Dalton. Like, uh, it's and, – and the Cowboys put up <laughs> a lot of yards, a lot of points. But evidently, it's not good enough for the Cowboys fans. I think it's unlikely that Mike McCarthy will be a better play caller in Dallas than Kellen Moore was. Yeah, it's yeah. – uh, I- I felt like I felt like Kellen Moore was getting roadblocked a lot in his play calling by Mike McCarthy, if that makes any sense. You know, you never know exactly what's going on, you know, in, in between the headsets, man. But I don't know. It, it it felt more of like a McCarthy offense than it did in a McCarthy play calling uh, than it did a Kellen Moore offense. But we'll see. I mean, because when, when when the Chargers open it up this year, man, we'll we'll see what's uh, what it's looking like uh, with Kellen Moore. Um, OK, so here's the thing. Uh, I know you're a big food guy uh, and we're running short on time here. So I want to ask you, man, uh, by the way, if you follow Ross Tucker on Twitter, you know about his hashtag tuck spreads. Um, but you've got one meal left, Ross Tucker. What's the move? What genre are we going with? We going Italian? We going American fried? What are we going? You don't, you don't strike me as an Asian dude. Okay. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Where are we going? Barbecue steak? Where are we well, going? First of all, I do love Asian food in particular Thai food. Okay. Love it. Never had it till my wife and I were going to a trip to Southeast Asia, including Thailand. I was like, eh, love it. And by the way, <laughs> things are so inexpensive in I know. Thailand. It's like, insane, yeah. When my wife and I were over there, I was doing the math. I was like, do you realize we could just live here the rest of our lives, eat Thai food, and get three <laughs> massages a day? I mean, it's unbelievable. <laughs> why, it, why don't we all just do that? Like, screw work and all the other things. Just live in Thailand, eat Thai food, get massages, hang out by the pool. It was incredible. Uh, um, it is funny, by the way, because you referenced earlier how I went to Princeton. Yeah. It's so funny because 
people say to my parents, oh, I know Ross Tucker, and they'll like smile. He's the press box food video guy. And my parents were like, they sent me to to Princeton to be the uh, to be the press box box food food video guy, which is which, by the way, is why on Friday I'm uh, I'm I'm the keynote speaker for the Pennsylvania Neurosurgeon Society, primarily (laughs) so I could tell my parents that primarily so I could tell them that and and make them proud. Um, So this will probably be boring. Um. My favorite thing to eat, man, this is tough, but if it's my last meal, yeah, I'm probably having my mom's scrambled cheese eggs. Scrambled cheese eggs? So good. Walk so me through this. Good. It's a, now, it's just I wanted to put the ham in it. it. I wanted okay. to put the ham in the scrambled cheese eggs. Okay. I'm also having a whole bag of chocolate-covered pretzels. Like, I'm trying to go over in my head the things I really, really like. Right. So it would be uh, scrambled cheese eggs. It would be, I know that's not like, I know you guys wanted me to say like a big porterhouse or whatever, or, or that's, it's not what I would want. Like, I I would want, like, I I would want to go out the way I came in, eating my mom's scrambled cheese eggs. Yeah. A whole boat, a bunch of chocolate covered pretzels. That's my answer. I mean, you're, listen. If you're not back in the good graces of your parents now, I, I, I know, I, right? like after that answer, <laughs> my guy's passing up bone bone in ribeye to have scrambled cheese. Let's go, my man's a man of the it's people. It's so good, though, dude. I, listen, I, I, good I good scrambled eggs is. hit the spot. Good, good, no. good scrambled eggs that like that hits every single time. So I, I hear you, I Ross. I'm with man. you on that. Uh, the great Ross Tucker joining us uh, on the reception perception, the show uh, Ross, we, man, we appreciate the time and, and for sure uh, anytime you need guests on your fantasy stuff uh, or any of your pro any of your 17 shows that you do, just let us know. We'll stop by. Man. It's not that many Ross Tucker football <laughs> podcast is daily. It's yeah. 30 minutes or less. I got the even money betting show. Fantasy Feast, Fantasy, and then the college draft. Andrew Brandt does the business of sports as well. So it's not really that many, but please uh, check them out if you get a chance. If you're listening to this show or watching this show, you would definitely like my shows because sure. similar in terms of some hardcore football talk. Thank you guys for having me. Thanks, Ross. Appreciate, Ross. Appreciate Thanks so time, man. That was awesome, awesome, awesome to have Ross Tucker on the program. I hope you guys got your Philadelphia fill. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Anyways, hey, listen, uh, great show, but our time is running short. For Matt Harmon, I'm James Coe. We'll see you.